This is Marketing Then and Now, a talk and tell with Bozell where we talk with experts about trends and practices, current and tried and true, and we tell you how to implement them in your own marketing strategies. It's Marketing Then and Now, now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Bozell Then and Now. I'm Jim Mingy and I will be your host today and I have a very special guest. My guest today is Dan Cooper. He's one of the creative directors here at Bozell, and he's going to be talking about his experience coming from an agency where he focused mostly on digital uh, to coming to Bozell, where he is focused on not just digital, but uh, traditional broadcasting. So we'll get into that, and we're also going to get into those fierce and occasionally bloody, I hear, battles between the creative side and the account service side. Oh, that's the perception that's out there. And, and I think Dan's maybe going to dispel that myth. So we'll, we'll get into that. There's there's more important thing I have to start off with. And I want to ask, how's the weather looking today? Oh, my gosh. I, I asked that, uh, dear audience, because Dan is our, our resident meteorologist <laughs> here at Bozell. If you need to know anything about the weather, weather, weather patterns, weather forecasting, what it's going to be like today, we, we go to Dan and he's got uh, more than uh, enough to say about that. So you're a handsome guy. You know a lot about meteorology and weather. Why not? Did you ever think about you know going on TV and being a TV meteorologist? Well, I appreciate that. Um, I actually thought a lot about meteorology, um, and I always tell people if I hadn't gone into graphic design uh, at UNL, I would have gone into meteorology. And as I think about it, you know, there's some overlap between meteorology and advertising, and that's kind of weird to think about, but. Yeah, I want to hear this. Yeah, the, the thing I love about meteorology is that there's so many separate data sets. There's so much analysis. There's so much stuff being said by local forecasters, national forecasters. And what I love doing and the, the aspect of meteorology that I love the most is just taking a look at all those different data sources, putting them together and trying to figure out what does this mean. And honestly, I think there's a lot of overlap between that and advertising because we almost do the same thing in advertising when we're doing our research and, and thinking through the strategy of whatever assignment we have. And so whether it's looking at the European forecast model or the American forecast model or looking at MRI data or stuff from Nielsen, like it's just a different type of data, but it all kind of leads toward the same things. And we're, we're looking at whether to kind of figure out patterns, figure out trends, figure out history. And I think a lot of that is really pertinent to advertising as well. So even though I didn't go into meteorology, it's it's fun to kind of get that skill set and, and even figure out how I can apply it in advertising as well. Jeez, I would have never thought there was going to be an analogy comparing <laughs> that to, to advertising. Well, and still, I think, you know, you're young too, younger. And so, you know, if you do this advertising thing for another, you know, 10 years, I think you'll still have, you know, still have your, your young good looks and you could always go into TV meteorology after. Well, I appreciate that. I'll, I'll stick to, to Facebook and social media for now. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we want to get into uh, talking about, uh, this is a little bit, so this is Bozell then and now. Um, I think if you look back uh, at the then in, in advertising, there is a perception that the creative teams uh, were always off on one side of the building and you had the, 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 the account service team on another. They're dealing with the business and the money and the creatives are on the other side dealing with the creative. And that, you know, oftentimes they would come to head and be, there'd be a battle between the two. Uh, and and it, I probably did get bloody at some right. point. I would, you know, 
It happens, you know. <laughs> People get angry, have anger issues. But but so, what is your your feeling on, on on that perception? And does that still exist today? That that you know, us versus them mentality. Right. Well, I think in some circles it does still exist, but from my perspective, that notion can't exist because that's toxic to the benefit of the work. And I think only when account service and creative and every other department comes together that's the only time that we can truly have meaningful, successful work and in turn, great results for our clients. So I always joke with people that I'm the most account service-y kind of creative person that you'll meet. And I think that's just because I, I have worked to kind of gain an understanding of account service and what drives them. And honestly, I think the role of the account executive would probably be one of the most difficult roles because not only are you the voice of the client, you're also the voice of the agency as well and kind of figuring out how to balance those two competing notions, I think would be immensely difficult. So I don't envy that task and I'm so appreciative of the AEs that do have that skill set. Um, but really it's, it's only, like I said, it's only when every discipline comes together that we can create the most meaningful results. And I think the best campaigns as well, you know, creative for creative sake is not sustainable. And if you're not basing your creative on really strong insights and analysis and research and just the voice of the client that the AEs bring, you're really not doing your job. And to think that one discipline is more important than the other just, again, is not sustainable and is toxic and will lead to awful work. So I really do my best and I work with my teams to try to do the best to work together as much as possible with each discipline so that we're bringing in that unique perspective that each discipline has to offer and ultimately accomplishing really strong results for the clients that we get to work with. Okay. Okay. So, so no fisticuffs here. At no Rosa. fisticuffs. I've, I've never personally witnessed that myself. Um, you know, it's not always the case. I, I think that sometimes creative people have egos. I think sometimes account people have egos. Um, but when you can look past that and get past that notion and come to the realization that no single discipline is more important than the other, that's when you're going to really find success. Okay. All right. Um, let's talk about an example, maybe uh, a recent example where both sides did come together and work together on a project um, and everybody lived, you know, one happy family. Yeah. Um, so I feel very privileged to have gotten to work on a national awareness campaign for 529 college savings plans. That was a brand that came to us a little while ago um, and we worked together with them to basically raise awareness of 529 college savings plans across the country. And I think, you know, where we really came together was this, this notion of really focusing on tackling student debt for future generations, because that's a very emotionally resonant thing, but it's also something that's actively being talked about. You know, you have businesses and corporations talking about consolidating student loan debt. You have people talking about loan forgiveness and making college tuition free. You have all these things that people are talking about, but this is honestly something that already exists. Um, that's a vehicle that anybody from any walk of life can use um, to help enable their children or their loved ones to succeed through higher education. So I really think that this insight and this notion of focusing on a more emotional feeling um, with kind of reducing this burden of student loan debt and and really focusing on the fact that, you know, if, if millennial parents are the ones that are having children right now, they know firsthand 
um, what student debt has done to their own lives and they're still paying it off. And so kind of that, that notion that came through strategy and through account service and, and even media has been really, really helpful for us. And I think it's allowed us from a national perspective to talk in a way that only we can as this National Association of States. I think probably a, a big goal of that campaign was also raising awareness and, and has that been achieved? Yes, we, we've done a midway uh, survey and we, I think doing the math, it equated to about 9 million, roughly more people knowing about 529s already. And that's just halfway through the campaign. So I call that success. I 9 million, that's, that's a chunk of people. Yeah. 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 So we're really proud of that. And, and like I said, I think it's only, we've only been able to find success because of the tight collaboration we've had with all the departments, whether it's media, account service, interactive, everywhere in between it's it's really allowed us to be successful on this campaign awesome all right well let's shift gears here now and uh talk about some of the challenges you talked about coming from a, a, a digital background uh before coming to bozell and so what are some of the challenges you've had uh and and how have you overcome those challenges to adjusting to you know not just a, a digital but broadening your horizons to you know yeah so at my previous agency, like you said, I came from very much a digital background, but it was nice because I got to see the full service side of things all around me and kind of learn from that perspective. And honestly, even though I came from a digital background, I think there's a lot of um, areas from a digital perspective that translate into all the different channels that we have nowadays. And even when it comes to thinking about things like user experience, like user experience isn't limited to just a website. There's user experience from a poster. When you think about the hierarchy of information, you think about what you want people to see first, um, or, or think about out of home, like if you only have five seconds to catch people's attention, what are the things that make the most sense to, to put front and center? So like, even though I didn't come from a traditional background, I was able to apply some of the things I learned digitally and then broaden my skill set to a full service um, capability. And it's it's been nice. I've definitely learned from a lot of people here. Having a, a partner in Tim, the other creative director here, has been fantastic. And it's been nice because we both have been able to learn from each other. I've been able to share some of the digital experience that I've gained, and he's been able to share some of the, the traditional experience that he's gained. So it's it's been really nice. Um, and I, I feel like as more and more things become digital and digitally focused, it's nice to have that... Um, kind of upbringing in the digital era and to allow that to translate to everything that I do. And also, I, I think when we talk about integration, like because I've experienced a completely different side of the business, it's really helped me gain understanding into the different disciplines. And that's what I really think it's all about is really gaining understanding of what each discipline does, what their challenges are, what their opportunities are, and putting yourself in their shoes and figuring out what you can do to be most helpful each discipline and figuring out how then all those disciplines can ladder up to accomplish the same thing. I'm curious, uh, from a, a creative director's standpoint, uh, looking at you, you look at I'm sure you look at ads differently than the, the average person. So what's what's an, uh, an ad campaign or a specific one off ad that you've seen recently where you were just like, wow, yeah, I, I, man, they nailed it. I wish I I wish I could have been a part of that one. There's there's several that I've seen. Um, I think one that comes to my mind is the aviation gin ad with the Peloton girl um, that got a lot of publicity. And I, I think what happened was I, I can't imagine how, how quickly they would have to think through everything and get things figured out because I know that broadcast production takes a long time. So the fact that they 
found this woman that was becoming this sensation, incorporated her into an ad that really allowed her to just be who she was, was really exciting to me. And to see that relevancy come out, I thought was was really fantastic. And I really think that's the name of the game nowadays is is finding that relevancy. I think as more and more people get inundated with advertising and every aspect of their life from when they get up to when they go to bed, you've got to think through ways that can kind of cut through that clutter. And I think relevancy is really one way to do that. It's it's unfortunate because if you want to be relevant, you have to be, uh, you have to think really quickly. You have to to get things moving really uh, expeditiously, and you can't just dawdle around. So the fact that they figured out how to make this thing that was still trending and capitalize on it, I thought was really smart. Um, and I think they definitely reaped the rewards uh, of that relevancy and that ability to kind of be quick and nimble as well. That's kind of the name of the game these days. It's, yep. I mean, uh, being fast yep. and, and, and and not just fast with what you, the creative, but where you're going to place it because exactly. those platforms are changing by the day. Right. Uh, you got your hands full. I, yeah. I don't think I'd want to be in your shoes. Right. And also <laughs> like that, that makes me think of another point. Like um, I was so appreciative and excited um, when I got to spend a couple of years learning directly from our head of media at the previous agency that I was at. And honestly, like that collaboration and just learning about everything media has been so helpful for me because it's been able to, it's uh, it's allowed me to help anticipate how the creative ideal will manifest itself. And I, and I think that that's one area that some people fall down is from a creative perspective is when you're not thinking about how your creative idea is going to translate because it's one thing to have a big idea. It's another thing to have a big idea and have an idea of how you think that that big idea can come to life. So I think, you know, as we talk more and more about collaboration, it's, it's really important, I think, for every creative person to have at least a rudimentary understanding of media, especially when it comes to digital media. Because if you don't know um, the opportunities that exist out there to get your big idea in front of the world, you're doing yourself a disservice and you're doing your client a disservice as well. So that's that's one thing I think we've, we've all tried to bring um, to Bozell and to our clients is really the understanding of how the creative big idea is going to translate into the different channels, whether it's paid media, whether it's earned, uh, owned, anything in between. We, we, really, we really want to make sure that that um, idea has legs and isn't just limited to, to one channel. I'm guilty of that. I, I like coming up with these big ideas and then and then pitching them to, to you guys. And then you looking at me like, yeah, so we need a budget of like five million to pull this <laughs> off. And by the way, where are you going to find these people that you want to use? Yeah. So yeah, I, I I need to I need to study the media side more too, so I can uh, you know understand how to how those how those big ideas are, could actually happen right. and, in, and I, in, in real life. And I think sometimes people think media is just all about like numbers and spreadsheets, and while that is a part of what they do, like media people are just as creative as any other discipline at sure. an agency, if not more so, because not only are they figuring out how to get the message in front of the right people, they're also staying up to date with the latest trends, they're figuring out, okay, how do we balance testing something brand new with the things that are tried and true and worked with us in the past? And there's so much creativity that's involved in media. And I think that when creative and media can be collaborative, again, just like with creative and account service, that's when you're going to get the best results. That's that's true. Uh, I've been a witness to, you know, you know, creative team uh, banging their head, trying to come up with a solution. And then uh, maybe somebody from media says, well, did you think about doing this? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, 
Right. That's it. That's it. It's all and about it, collaboration. Yeah, you don't have to be, you know, one of the cool kids on the creative team because that's how I look at you guys. You guys are the cool kids. <laughs> and so, uh, but you don't necessarily have to be, you could come from from right. somebody in the media or somebody in development or, you know, web development. And I think that's one thing, like one of the many things that I love about Bozell is that we don't define specific disciplines as being the only ones that come up with ideas. Like we value ideas from every discipline and every discipline, I think, comes with a unique perspective, which allows the other disciplines to think about things in a brand new way. So we, we really try to have each discipline as much as possible involved earlier on in the conversations. You know, you can't always have 20 people meetings, but at least when you're kicking things off, it, it's people will feel so much more motivated to do a good job if they feel like they've been a part of part of it from the beginning yeah. than if they feel like they're just executing a different discipline's ideas. So. I think that that idea of collaboration is is more important than ever. Hundred percent agree. Um, all right. Well, hey, we're we're running out of time, but uh, we we have to end on three quick questions. Okay. They're they're kind of fun. So, first one: your favorite advertisement of all time. Okay. It's it's hard to name a favorite, but I will kind of tell you about the one that made the biggest impact on my life. Um, Back when I was in college at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, um, one of my first advertising classes um, at the College of Journalism and Mass Communication, um, we went over this brand new thing that had just happened, and it was the subservient chicken for Burger King. And this was kind of in the infancy of the internet as brands were figuring out how to utilize this new platform. And I believe it was Crispin Porter that came up with this idea for Burger King at the time. But basically, it was this idea that um, it, it translated the have it your way notion. And they created this subservient chicken, which was basically a man dressed up in a chicken costume. <laughs> and it looked like it was a webcam. It looked like it was a live feed of this chicken. And basically, what you could do is type in commands to this chicken. And after you hit enter, this chicken would do whatever you told it to do. It was a subservient chicken. And again, played off the notion of have it your way. And... I think what happened was basically they they concepted like a thousand different actions for this chicken, and then figured out which words would figure uh, which which words would kind of trigger these actions. And it wasn't selling a chicken sandwich. It wasn't selling fries. It wasn't selling a specific product. It was just this engaging opportunity for people to experience a brand and what that brand would look like come to life. Um, and so that just set off so many things in my head and just really made me want to go into something digital. Um, so I felt like that, that exploration that we did of that campaign was just so um, fundamental to who I am as an advertiser and has kind of helped, helped me as I continue through my career as far as things to aspire to as well. Okay. All right. Um, next question. Favorite social media platform? Um, I am an older millennial, which in my opinion has all the good parts of a millennial and all the <laughs> bad parts. Uh -huh. So I'm not as attuned to social platforms as, as younger millennials or obviously Gen Z, but I still love Facebook. Um, it's it's unfortunate, I think, as Facebook has just gotten inundated with, with ads, which is funny for an advertising person <laughs> to say. Um, but I love the engagement that Facebook can insight and 
I think it's also helpful because it allows me to see a few more viewpoints on things than I would in my day-to-day life. Because I kind of associate myself with people that think similarly. I think my Facebook friend group is a little bit more broad than that. And so it's nice just to give me a little bit more of a perspective or to see things said in a way that maybe I hadn't seen myself already. Um, So I really love the engagement on Facebook um, and everything that that entails. Okay. So this last one, I I was trying to come up with something that a hard choice for you to make. So which would you give up if if you were forced to give up one of these two things, which would you give up your phone or your ability to track, predict, forecast, know anything about in no, no insights about weather. You just had your phone, but you, you, I, cause I know that's a big love of yours. <laughs> that's a tough choice. Um, I would probably give up the weather. I love, I love my phone. <laughs> I love everything that it allows me to connect with. And I guess um, you could still get the weather on the phone. Yeah, I, I would but... still know what was happening like right at this moment by going outside and looking uh-huh. up, but that's a tough one, but I yeah. think I'd have to give okay. up the weather forecast. All right. Well, hey, thank you for being here today on Bozell's Marketing Then and Now. I hope everyone enjoyed that podcast. Be sure to to subscribe and tune in and make sure to uh, listen to the next one. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Bozell's Marketing Then and Now. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to it anytime, anywhere. And if you feel so inclined, please leave us a review. Until next time, this is Jim Mingy from the Bozell Studios at 2215 Harney Street, somewhere in Middle America.